All right, everyone. Welcome back to Star Wars Meanderings and Ramblings. Today, I have a really fun guest on who I've actually never met before, but I put this posting out um, and just said, hey, if anyone wants to be on the Star Wars podcast that I have, just talk about Star Wars. And I had quite a few responses. So today we have Professor Lyrical, who also goes by ProQuo, right? And um, what is so fun about this is, as you guys know, I'm from Massachusetts, and Professor Lyrical is actually originally from Massachusetts, so he's not here now. So this was a fun connection. If you could just take a moment, introduce yourself, and let us know, A, you know, how you came up with the name Professor Lyrical, what you do, and then tell us a little bit about your favorite movie of Star Wars. All right, real cool, uh, and and thanks for having me. Um, and how could I not reply to this this particular podcast <laughs> topic? Uh, yeah, my name is Professor Lyrical, or Pro uh, for short, Pro Lyrical. Uh, I used to go by Lyrical for years, and as you said, I'm from Massachusetts. I'm originally from Lowell. I uh, went to Chelmsford High School, moved back to Lowell to go to uh, UMass Lowell for undergrad and my and my master's in math. And later, I uh, taught at Lowell High, opened an alternative program. Had been rapping my whole life as a kid. Um, and it just got more and more serious. And then by the time I was in the teaching position, people kind of roll well, right, right before it, people looked at it as a way that would like hook kids. And when they were trying to open the low alternative program as a way to save kids who were pretty much at that age where they could drop out, they were like, let's get the math guy who raps. Uh, that might, that might work, work pretty cool. Um, so I went on, got my doctorate at Northeastern, shifted from just people calling me lyrical, especially as Google got more important. It's kind of hard to Google lyrical and find one person. So Professor Lyrical now works. If you Google that, you will find uh, quite a lot of entries with me in there, and uh, which is cool. And um, yeah, ProQuo, one, one small correction, ProQuo, people call me Pro, but my I didn't uh, tell you this when we were talking right before we came on. Uh, one of my also good friends from Massachusetts. His name is Quo. So we put it together as a duo okay. project. And what you know, a cool I name, had right? like, Pro, Quo. As I said it, I was like, wait a minute. No, it's because cool. I'm looking I at your email and it says Pro of Pro Quo. And I was like, uh oh, I they think I call him Pro Quo all the time. <laughs> they call me that too. And uh yeah, we just did some shows uh, out in New England this this last weekend and uh my original group X Cal with my man Fee we were out doing some music. So anyways, that's how it all kind of came together. So uh, lyrical pro, pro quo, like I answered to all of it, but but professor lyrical, because I'm an actual professor these days. I moved back to uh, the DMV where my wife is from. Um, and now I'm at the University of the District of Columbia, where I'm an associate professor of math. Um, one thing that may lead into this, I'm not sure, but I do a lot of work in quantum as well. We just built a quantum program and, you know, I'm always connecting it back to uh, Star Wars and pop culture and Marvel and so forth. And just trying to explain things simply for people who aren't necessarily familiar with quantum. So I'm part of QSTEAM, which is a national outfit uh, grant funded by the NSF, where we have about 70 faculty members uh, working on different you know, elements of, of the program that we're doling out as a national model for people trying to get quantum programs up at their universities because we, we're really pretty sure that that is the future oh that is very cool yeah. i have okay so my my lack of experience with quantum um i i am in these like law of attraction groups and they have like mm. this whole thing on quantum physics and i'm sure you probably look at it as a joke but they <laughs> like i have like a little thing taped up on my monitor right now that's talking about quantum physics which is all what about you got thoughts. tell me what does it say no, I i'm not telling no this no, is not no. the right podcast for that no oh no <laughs> it's well, like embarrassing no i can, no. <laughs> I can definitely bring that no. back to star wars i'm sure I'm yes sure. yes back to star wars because yeah. that's why people are listening um yes. okay so what's your favorite star wars movie 
you know, a new hope is hard not to be. I mean, I had the sheets, I had the bed sheets, you know what I mean? So, I mean, there's obviously the nostalgia uh, there. Um, But then again, like I'm, I'm new school as well. Like I, you know, I know there's a lot of controversy out there, obviously in the last three and um, I liked all the last three. I didn't have any, any real issue. I mean, of course you don't want to see, Luke is a grumpy old man for for the whole entire movie, but a piece of that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, just a last last Jedi for me is there's a lot to like about the movie. Um, when you think about how almost impossible it is that you can bring back that ensemble of characters for anyone like of my age who you know grew up with those characters, um, it's amazing that we're actually able to put them back. You know, with the exception of Carrie Fisher, you know, passing away, uh, almost carry that through is just literally unbelievable that you can do that make it work and stay as true to it as you can and we all know i think that star wars fans are some of the most fickle fans in the world so pleasing everybody is ridiculously difficult um but you know rise of skywalker and last jedi to me aren't terrible movies those uh, on on a good day those can be among my favorite Uh, but i'm gonna go with the new hook though as as uh okay mine is empire but empire right there too by the way i mean it's hard not to uh, you know you catch me the right day like i could be like oh empire the the drama is so good in empire and yeah some of the scenes you know yeah um so for people who don't know when i put this posting out there i actually said Come with me, come to me with an unusual opinion about Star Wars or something that's not like, oh, I just love Star Wars so much. I want to talk about it. And Professor Lyrical came and wanted to talk about he thinks that the Disney takeover is a great thing. So that is what we're going to be talking about. And I go back and forth on this, right? Like I, I loved The Force Awakens. And like you're saying, I think they had a hard road ahead of them, right? Like they had to bring back these characters They had to satisfy fans, which is not easy because we're all so different in our love. And there were a lot of jaded fans from the prequels. That's right. Yeah. So they had to kind of be like, okay, how do we make this new trilogy modern and also appealing enough to a broad, broad audience of fans, right? Yeah. And I think they hit the nail on the head a lot. They brought it back to a desert planet. They had like kind of the, you know, the Starkiller base that was very reminiscent of the Death Star. And yeah, Absolutely. that was annoying. Yeah. It was like yeah. copying, but I get it. However, Death Star nausea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like it was almost like, come on, guys, really? You couldn't think of anything no. else. But like I thought the Force Awakens laid a good foundation. I think they made very big errors in strategy and moving forward when they went to The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson basically threw out everything that yes. Yes. Abrams had worked on. And then Abrams came back in and was scrambling and trying to put his story back on it. Right. And I think this is when I started getting a little nervous about Disney. Now, that said, have I like like written off Disney entirely? No, I'm still watching all their new TV shows. I'm still doing every. I'm right. still totally giving them my money, yes. throwing it at them. But yes. I think they're here. they need to learn from their mistakes, and I think they've made some big ones. Yes, I, I mean, I knew you know the whole Kathleen Kennedy thing. I knew that there was a lot of haters already out there, and that you know anything that she did was going to be poo pooed upon. You know, and understanding her backstory with George Lucas, and this isn't just like some rookie off the street who they're bringing in to be just some high level right. exec, which is kind of the narrative that's sometimes out there. This is somebody who had a history with George Lucas and and really and Spielberg, I think was, right? Like I think Spielberg is absolutely, yeah, absolutely he, with Spielberg, yeah. yeah. And and I mean, this isn't somebody who is you know just uh, you know thrown in there. Um, 
Now, that being said, yeah, there's there's clear errors. I, mean, I think the errors are mostly what you brought up between the direction. I think what you look at how, how Johnson sort of veered off. And I actually thought that was going to happen. I thought there was going to be a course correction because I'm saying to myself, I'd really love to know what happened. What, you know, you look at the, the run of the last three movies and you're like, OK, was this like they worked in a total vacuum? <laughs> like, did they not have did they say, hey, let's try a cool experiment like, you know, you do yours, I'll do mine kind of thing. And that's what it looks like. It looks like almost like um, we'll never know the real true behind the scenes, but it looks like there was a massive course correction. And like, no, I'm going to I'm going to bring it back this way. That being said, um, it's amazing that even you know, that we, we got what we did. I mean, because there's so many stellar moments in those movies and yeah, you're nervous going in there. You're just like, Oh my gosh, this could be the ultimate screw up. Um, you know, I have a, uh, one of my favorite uh, shirts, I'm not wearing it right now, long, long sleeve, uh, you know, force awakens shirt. When I went to go see the force awakens, I mean, I was like, just like a giddy kid. I just, again, I couldn't believe that this was actually happening. And the way that that came off was like, how could you be upset except that we didn't get to see more of Luke? Cause it was kind of billed. Like, oh okay, yeah, I was kind of bummed there. about that. That was tough. I, I felt they could have given like, give him two minutes of actually action and dialogue, but it, it, in retrospect, it's really cool. You know, knowing what it's going to set up that you're going to actually get to see him. I'm kind of there with some of the old grumpy folks, right. It's like, okay, because we're old and grumpy because you made him old and grumpy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like he didn't need to be, <laughs> that grumpy and i you know it sounds like i follow you know um mark hamill's twitter feed quite extensively and it's obviously he was thinking the same thing but i even think he's taking a step back and like you know what in the arc of the story i kind of get where this is going and uh uh even though really see i think i think he was forced to say that i still think that disney like not that they had a gun to his head but you know like they were like hey you it, said something out of line. You better correct that. Because he was yeah, like, you know, yeah. I I totally didn't agree with Ryan and the way my character went and I didn't like it. And I, I think he was telling the truth. And I think right. he really, and if you watch behind the scenes, there's like yeah. course correction there too. Because he's like, it was like on one of the, I think it was a documentary of The Last Jedi. It's on the DVD. And he's talked about how he didn't like the way Luke was going. And then right. you can tell it's kind of filmed later or something. And he's like, but then, you know, I realized that Ryan had a good storyline and ultimately it's his story and I really have no say. Well, I, I think of it like this and I, I hear you like the rise of Skywalker for him might have been some consolidation. Right. Because, I mean, first of all, when he catches the lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> right. I like jumped out of my seat. I was like, oh my gosh, the Force Ghost can actually catch things. And like, I'm like, he is the strongest Jedi, you know? And then, but, watching then, but the- then they had to, sorry, I didn't mean to drum, but then they had right. to like go and explain all that. Yes. Like, yes. It, it was like, How I feel like Disney's like doing all this like retconning and explaining right. away and like being like, oh, actually, because we want this to connect with this, right? So, prime example, right? Yep. The Rise of Skywalker. Ray heals that snake thing. See, I've only watched it twice. Yeah, it yeah, so right. Much, but you know, it's right. like that animal that she heals. <laughs> well, the week before, they had Grogu healing. Um, yes, was it Grief Karga on in the Mandalorian? Was that him? But like, he healed him, right? Right. And then they were like, "Oh, so you had, or maybe it wasn't even the week before. It could have been like two days before the Rise of Skywalker came." It out. was but, very close. Yeah, yeah but this yeah. is like why it kind of bothers me because it's like, oh, now Luke can catch a lightsaber, and Disney just feels like they're kind of throwing things that are cool, and then they have to go back and explain it, and it's just to me that that bothers me. Yeah, I, I think I think like when I saw in in the Mandalorian, which to me is unbelievable, um, like 
I do love the Mandalorian. How, you think about how difficult of a job it is, right? To, like, I was skeptical. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here comes big corporate Disney, right? Going to try to make, you know, sell us on how they're going to bring back the Mandalorian, right? They did it as I, could you do that? Could I do that? No. I mean, it was so near flawless in terms of, I shouldn't even say flawless because there's so many things that we can, we can definitely say out of this. There's so many dots to connect though. It's just probability that you're not going to connect one of them perfectly. Something's going to give, right? But the way that they have at least paid attention to the course corrections has me a little bit happy. Like, I'm like, okay, you did this over here. You might've screwed it up, but there should be, you shouldn't just let a mistake be floating in the wind. Like they kind of do with parsecs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, it's like, I, I'm waiting for that to get corrected. Like ultimately it like, you know, the, the mathematician in me is like, and I'm like, never really feel satisfied. <laughs> They're just going to go with we're right on that one, you know? And then, um, and, you know, that's, and for people out there not aware, that's just comparing, you know, distance to a speed and kind of intermixing those things when, when appropriate. Um, the, and, and, you know, making Han kind of just kind of go along with it all the time. And it's like, I want, I want that course correction to come and it never really comes. Like, tell me why you actually said that incorrectly the first time, right? So the, the nitpicker in me is like, I want those little things. I guess that's why I, I kind of have appreciated some of it because it's like, all right, I know, I know going into it, I'm skeptical. I'm going to be like, you're going to drop the ball all over the place. And then they drop the ball like once or twice. And then at least they are paying the attention to try to make it plausible. And I know that can frustrate people, but the guilty pleasure person in me wants more Star Wars. I want another episode. I want the Mandalorian. The, the Luke scene in the Mandalorian is so ridiculously incredible. Oh my God. That, I, I like get goosebumps even just thinking about yes, it. It's so I good. Mean, and it should have been in the force awakens right it's like something like that not saying that but something like that is what people were on the edge of the seat waiting for we got a little bit of that with the force ghost kind of thing but and and but well the last jedi with his like projection i actually on one of my podcast episodes which i talked to someone about the last jedi who loved the last jedi that actually bothered me i didn't like that he was a force projection against kylo ren even though he argued the guy who was john who was on my show argued some good points i when I originally saw it, I thought it cheapened Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Because it was like, cool. I, but then I was like, but then like I wanted the Mandalorian where it was in person. Right. And you're right. like, Whoa. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Like as cool as it was of a trick and sets him up when you really think about like explaining this to my son who's nine, right? It's like, he's obviously a big Star Wars fan um, now that he's of a certain age. Um, you know, when he was five, not so much. Six happened. He's like, oh, wait a second. Seven, eight. Now he's like, he knows more than I do. Um he's like daddy that makes the skywalker the most powerful person in the universe i mean he's i mean he's comparing him to he he goes cross genre like you know my son is into anime and dragon ball z you know and he's like yeah you know like i I don't know i'm not sure who's who's more powerful you know is it goku or is it luke you know (laughs) he has these kind of discussions but he's like okay luke is more powerful now than yoda i mean that's like in his mind because he's like yoda can't do that or at least we haven't seen it and then maybe you will maybe you will see that but I guess my bigger point is like, yeah, I wanted the physical battle, you know, and I did yeah. like the cool little trick or whatever. And and I, I started, you know, midway through and go, something's not right here. Like there's something weird going on, you know, and I did, I, I feel like it was one of the few people who caught it. Like I did catch the, the foot in the sand with the red, you know, sand thing. I was like, Ooh, but I didn't, it didn't 
grabbed me right away. Like, what's going on here? I'm like, yeah, didn't click. Not there. You weren't. Yeah, like, like I'm like something's going. Yeah. Does he have? Is he have like floating power? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's thinking you could do a force projection? That's not in the canon. It's not in the rules, you know. And so, yeah, I get the frustration because that's it. Oh, you just broke a rule. You just broke canon. You just broke something that we knew wasn't a force rule, or so we thought. And now we have to learn it is. And then we have to do the plausible deniability kind of thing or the suspension of reality. And go, mm. Okay. <laughs> you know, there's a lot going on and I, I get it. And I, and I acknowledge why people are upset. But again, the, the nine-year-old in me is, is, is happy that we're arguing about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, let's move on to TV shows then. How do you think Disney's been doing with TV shows? Killing it. Um, killing it. Uh, better than they do with the movies. I mean, if you even look at the rate of which they put the, the shows out it's like my biggest complaint is that the movies take freaking a generation you know what i mean <laughs> it's like no they the were movies. actually going pretty fast if you remember because they also had rogue one and they had solo yeah so there was quite a rogue few. one was an eternity though you know what i mean it was like come on man you guys gotta why does it take like you know five to ten years to get to get you know one of these out but i mean I say that now, especially because I see how fast they can put out episodes, you know, and uh, I'm like, oh, I just wish the movies could catch up to that pace. But um, but uh, that aside, I mean, I've had very few complaints. I mean, I'm sure if I ask you say, hmm, what TV show has been a little boring comparatively? I'm sure I'm I'm trying not to insert my opinion. I wanted you to say what you thought about them first. So I am like very. I thought. I think Mandalorian's great. I love Mandalorian. Um, I think when Dave Filoni gets too involved, I don't like it. I don't right. like all like the Ahsoka in there with the time travel. I've talked about this in another podcast. That I don't like. But in general, when John Favreau has most of the reins with the Mandalorian, I love right. it. I right. thought they hit gold with Grogu. As you can see, I've got like yes. Grogu behind me. Grogu's amazing. Grogu's amazing. Love yeah. Baby Yoda. I love Grogu. Love the Mandalorian, Mando, Din Djarin, and um, overall love the characters. How about, how about Boba Fett? Oh, see, I <laughs> see. I knew, I knew. I, could I that suffered one. <laughs> through that show. I mean, there were times where I was like, "This is so stupid." The first this six is, episodes were a waste of my time. <laughs> All right, see, so you didn't love it either. You no, didn't love but I'll it tell either. you, I was redeemed on the last few. Oh my gosh! Like I really? mean, the last. I can't few. even remember what happened. It, it turned into Mandalorian Plus. I oh mean, yes, that, okay, yes. yes, yes. So those are the best episodes. In right? your see, head, it's the Mandalorian. That's yeah. the problem because <laughs> Mandalorian two point five or whatever. Yes, like that was, yes. So was, those episodes were good. Because it was the Mandalorian and there was no Boba right. Fett, no Fennec Shand. And it was a shame because Fennec Shand is one of the coolest characters that they introduced. Yeah. And then I thought she was she was still cool in Book of Boba Fett, but they didn't give her enough to do. Absolutely. They didn't give yeah. her enough um, screen time. They didn't give her enough lines. If she just like took over for Boba. And like, yeah. I think half, the, half of it, like, so I've never been a huge Boba fan, which sounds like sacrilegious to say, but yeah. I've never been one of those people who was totally on board with Boba because when I grew up watching these... I didn't get it. I wasn't part, you know, the internet wasn't huge. Yeah, it right, wasn't right. all these forums. It was just like, okay, Boba Fett was this character and then he died really yeah. quickly in Return of the Jedi. And it wasn't until years later that I realized he was like this big, mystical, right. Right, mystical right, 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 right. person almost, right? Exactly, yeah. But I know like tons of people who love him and I just feel like the show ruined his character. Like all of a sudden he's like this soft dude yeah. who's like trying to lead by respect and like the whole badass aspect of Boba Fett just got flushed down the toilet. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot there with, with Boba Fett and you know, the, the whole, 
again with the whole character like when you can use the actual character and it only works in the boba fett world when you have a clone and you know the age actually works out correctly you know you start looking okay this would be his son or i.e his clone and okay we can use that character to it's just it's clever the way that they they actually did all that but the first like let me say four episodes. There's there's only nuggets of things in there that I that I liked. Um, there it was it was a lot of work. Now I'm again I'm going to stay true to what I said. The nine year old in me is very excited that I'm watching Boba Fett. Right? Like I mean to your point, uh, I had friends who had Boba Fett like action figures. I didn't get it either. Like as a kid, like Boba Fett wasn't really on my radar like that. I'm like, oh, that's like a bounty hunter. Okay, big deal. It was kids and and the marketing of Star Wars at that age that made me go, oh, Boba Fett is like a big thing. Like I then I had to rewatch and go, oh, wait a minute, now I get it with the clone thing, and this was his kid or clone, and yeah, oh, and he gr- now I get it. Like this is this is really cool, you know. So there's elements of that that I'm I, I'm. Like, yeah, okay, it's he's a clone, it's cool, we'll bring him back, we get a new series. But then I'm like, you really stalled this series out, and there's a lot of pain, uh, a lot of time, it feels like, wasted to get to some of the most incredible episodes that, again, were, like you said, were 2.5 for, for Mandalorian. Yeah, but that weren't even Boba Fett. Like, so don't you think Disney got lazy? I feel like Disney was like, oh, what do people like? We need a TV show during this time period between yeah. Mandalorian and Obi-Wan, right? Because yeah. we want people hooked on Disney+. Plus. Get it? That's like a business thing, whatever. But I think they got lazy. I think they were like, what's an easy TV show that we can put in there that people will definitely watch Boba Fett? Yeah, it's a I no-brainer. Mean, I think, I think and I think lazy, they got lazy. I think if – I don't know if lazy is the word I would use. I would say that the writing wasn't – because when you look at the set, you look at the action that they did, it wasn't like it lacked any of that to me. Like it felt like – Star Wars. It looked amazing. It sounded amazing. Everything was in place. And now I'm waiting for the gripping scene and it never came. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was like, it was like the writing just was like, eh. And that's what made Empire so good. I mean, the writing, I feel like an Empire was was dope. You know, it was like, ooh, this this is like a standalone. This doesn't have to just be a follow-up to an Well, new okay. Empire. And then to your point, then the Empire script was completely scrapped almost by George Lucas. He had another writer who wrote this Empire script. And he was like, this is not what I want. He scrapped it and had to scramble and do a whole new script. So, like, Mm. that is something that, like, when people talk about, like, you know, George Lucas is the maker. He's the one who, like, we should follow George Lucas. I'm like, even though he knew he was going to be behind on schedule a lot in Empire by scrapping the script, he still did that because he felt like that was the right thing. There are times when I feel like Disney is not doing the right thing. And like you say with this, with the script, I felt like, and even some of the, um, Special effects were just like, come on, you're Disney and Lucasfilm. You have so much money. You couldn't have made this so much money. a little bit better, a little bit better, right? Like it just felt like a lazy TV show to me. And I'm sticking to that word because I think like they should have scrapped the script. Everyone loved Mandalorian 2.5 and Boba wasn't even in it. So what are they doing? Why are they wasting their time? Why ruin a character? Right. There could have been a lot of those kind of, you know, and what you'd expect of Disney, the big, you know, the evil empire, if you will, of what, what we're, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, I like, I love Disney for Marvel. I love Disney for Star Wars. Disney I don't think my, they're the evil empire, to be fair. I, 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 sort of, I have been very critical over my career. I, I've taught a lot of uh, when I wasn't teaching, you know, math courses, whatever, taught a lot of hip hop and music. And I've taught sports entertainment, music entertainment, a lot of these things, uh, just kind of how the industry works. And for the average young person, you know, if you say Disney, they're not aware of what the empire is. They're not aware of what 
you know, the ABC, ESPN, Disney connection, not to mention all of the animated features and just how massive Disney is. And, and truly, that doesn't make you evil. It's just saying that they have a bottom line to, uh, I know the sentiment out there is like big companies are evil kind of thing. Right. And, and that's right. kind of what I'm playing off of. But it's, yeah, you could feel that they were concerned about the bottom line in a time that was shaky. Like, ooh, do we really want to be investing big into a time where a very uncertain time, like the world is in flux, like what are we going to do? And I, I feel like it did come across to that as the blip on the radar. And it's kind of like when I was recording music, uh, back to the, the pro quo stuff, man, we did the opposite. Like we were, I was right in this room going, every day super hard recording because that's all that there was i mean it's like okay let me use my creativity kind of thing i'm in a box i'm not going anywhere this better be the greatest stuff ever but it's also low budget when you're doing music compared to making big movies i can imagine as my excuse for disney <laughs> that they were paying too much attention to the bottom line of what the world was if i'm going to give them a pass the reason i say that is because everything else since then to me has been amazing i mean i've liked everything they've done i haven't had any real flaw in the ointment or any fly in the ointment since that. And it brought me back to where I was when they first did the Mandalorian. And they even started correcting it as we started slightly coming out of you know COVID. I'm like, man, did like they have a meeting and say, hey, the world's open again. You know, it, it wasn't there, but it was it signs were like, hey, people might even go to the movies now. They had a couple of successful things out there. I don't know, but it's weird how you know it followed that trajectory and like here we are back and it's all good again, at least for me. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I mean, I do think since Book of Bubba, what have we had? Andor and Obi Wan. I, I love Andor. Andor was really, Andor, but I like it. <laughs> I really liked Andor a lot. I think um, so. I'm not actually someone who nitpicks and complains about everything, but since we're doing a Disney thing, the only thing I had about Andor was like sometimes it didn't feel Star Warsy. Like right. there weren't enough aliens. They were wearing clothes that were like right. ours. It's a close cousin. <laughs> yeah, right. It didn't really feel like. There wasn't like that Star Wars humor that yes, you get sometimes. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it was like the, it felt like that droid was just kind of even not even some whatever. It felt like it was just kind of thrown in there. I was like, oh shoot, we need a droid. We forgot about droids. <laughs> they yes. just threw it in there. <laughs> but other than that, like I thought the show was amazing. And, and like yep. you, and if you look at the interviews with the director, he very much didn't want to make it Star Wars because he doesn't know much about Star Wars. So he was kind of mm. like, yeah, I didn't want people to feel like this was Star Wars. So that was his point. But as a fan, I was like. Could you, you want make a little, little bit more, more of an effort? Yeah. If I got 10% more Star Wars with that, and 10% would have kept me not falling asleep because I honestly, the time in my day that I had to watch that was like 11 at night. I'm not <laughs> recommending anyone watches Andor at 11 at night, right? It's a Especially dark, the first kind of like sleepy. four episodes, yeah. three or four episodes, or any of the talking ones. It's, it, I like, rewound that thing so ones. much. <laughs> On those first four, I was like, wait a minute. I clearly missed something here. Oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, you know what <laughs> so, really helped, which I suggest actually, is using subtitles. Because there oh, was a lot going back and forth. Go. Like I put this in my review on my Very podcast, smart. but there was so much going back and forth. I was like, shoot, I missed that. What are yep. they saying? And yep. then once I put the subtitles on, I got way more into it. Because as a fan, there's like a lot of little Easter eggs yeah. and nuggets being dropped in the dialogue. I was so waiting for Forrest Whitaker too. And I was like, what? And I was like, <laughs> like this is like, you know, those kind of things. I'm, I'm, you know, you try to predict where they're going to go with the series and with the timelines. You're always like, okay, who can they bring in? That's going to be the big shocker. I tend to do that too often. I'm not a good person to watch movies with. That's why most of the time I watch them by myself or with my son. My wife would strangle me. And she has, she's not a Star Wars person anyway. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> so, I know. My husband so. is tolerant. We'll say that. <laughs> no, that's, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Mine's like, please go watch that with our son. <laughs> and that's, by the way, that's, that's another, I have to air this out while we're on the Disney nitpicking is that, all right, I'm a clean rapper. 
I used to not be. When I was a kid, I didn't worry about that stuff. When I was a young adult, I didn't worry about that stuff, right? Then I started being in front of colleges and high school kids all the time. And I'm like, what does it look like me like cursing up a storm, right? When I'm not even like that in real life um, and putting that in my music, right? So I haven't said a curse in a rap song in probably 10 years. Now, if I'm battling someone on a stage, I eh, can't guarantee that might not happen. It gets a little testy, right? <laughs> but in my music, like premeditated, I don't need to curse. And you might guess where I'm going here. So I watch Marvel. I'm a huge Marvel fan. And the gratuitous nine times a movie, they feel like they have to say the S word to be like cool, right? Feels to me like what rappers do all the time. It's like, oh, let's fill it with curses so the kiddies go buy it. And it's like so wrong. <laughs> and yet you watch Star Wars and it's like rarely, if ever, right? There's blood or a curse mm. or anything even like it's safe for kids, right? It's like, yeah, it's violent. Well, but people's it's not violent. arms get chopped off a lot. Yes, so like they that are, they is, are big is, on arms. That's <laughs> like a prerequisite for a Star Your Wars arms movie. Are not safe. <laughs> Yes, your arms are definitely, uh, definitely not safe. Um, I never noticed until like my daughter's six and a half and she's been watching Star Wars since three and you yeah. hope since three. And I that's when I started noticing like, oh, shoot, there's a lot yes. of arms being chopped off. <laughs> yeah, a a Avatar went in that direction, too. And uh, that's a whole other story. But but uh, the, the 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 interesting thing is like it's like they go out of their way to say, let's make this incredibly cool that kids will like and adults will like. And it works. And yet Marvel feels that they have to tough guy their stuff all the time and be like, yo, we got to make it like so that adults feel cool coming. And that's their recipe. And I'm like, how come Disney can't talk to each other and be like, <laughs> you know, it's like you're doing this over here in Star Wars and it works for you really well. And it, you didn't need to do the cursing in the Marvel stuff because it's a new phenomenon. It's not like that was their old recipe. Yeah, it was occasional or whatever. But now it's like I watched the reviews before it comes out to see if I could take my son. I'm frustrated. So you and I need to come up with a, a new business model, which is we're going to make all of the clean versions of uh, Marvel movies, right? And Disney if, in general, if they ever go this way and make a whole network that makes edited movies for the kiddies like they do for music. They make clean yeah. music, right? Why not make clean? Or like, you know, when they like way back when, well, not even way back when, like 10 years ago, they put the movies on tv like tnt buys like star wars right and they show star yeah. wars or like you know like whenever they would buy a, an adult movie for tv and you used to watch it and you're like yes it's for free even if i have all these commercials they would totally edit yeah. out the swears yeah. so you could watch it with your kids right and they would like cut out all the risque scenes like any right. sex scene or anything right. that would go you know <laughs> yeah so why not like, why not do it for Di disney How about oh, because, disney uh, because the channel? amount of money we would have to like spend to get disney's permission uh, I, I think I think that they'd be missing an opportunity to make those really creative. I can imagine it on your screen. I've talked about this a couple of times. So it isn't just something I popped off my head here, but I've imagined the side of your screen having interesting nuggets that pop up instead of like when this happens. So like the scene where they chop off, um, um, I'm sure it was an arm. No, no head. Uh, when they chop off, um, just forgot his name. Thanos. Count Dooku? When they, when Count Dooku? No, when they no I'm, I'm over in Marvel now. So when they oh, chop yeah, off Thanos' head, I had to go oh. watch that. I had to do what the good dad thing and go check out the movie ahead of time the night yeah. before to see if it was okay. And like, I'm like, Oh, cover your head here. But really there's no blood. Right. But they do chop off the dude's head. And then it's like, okay, I'm aware of where the curses are coming, but imagine instead of that, they did like funny sound. Right. And it was almost over the top obvious. Right. Oh, like, okay. or, or like you see like, Pokemon or like something just shows up on the screen when Mickey Mouse shows up and now there's a fact about did you know that blah 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 and it's like you could hear music come up and it could be like this cool interactive little thing every time there's a weird scene that shouldn't be there and then you know family might know too and you know my son would be all into it he'd be all like oh look so you, you can watch the movies with them it would just take the intensity out of the really yeah. Yeah. or like when Loki was killed I thought that was like surprising and dramatic right. 
And I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. But use like, just like that. Use cross, cross-cultural hair. Go over to D.C. and use pow. Bam. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so I, can't, I don't know. I can't speak to Marvel that much because I don't – I watch – I'm such a, like – not even a fan. I'm just someone who watches Marvel occasionally. But I have wow, a lot okay. of friends who love the comics. So I can't speak. I, I don't know if the comics had a lot of swears. I'm guessing not the originals because those were released way, way back when. Right. Um, Way back when. Like what? 50s? 40s? 50s? Yeah. 60s? So I'm guessing they didn't. So I don't. I can't speak to the swearing then. But there is actually in Andor the last episode, Rick's Road, when Marva... Ha, is speaking from the hologram cassian's mm-hmm. adoptive mother yeah. she does swear yeah but they do it in a way that like you can't really tell so i didn't even know until i was like what like reading about fan stuff later that right. she had right. sworn so it yeah. was done in a good way that you didn't yeah. like you could have yeah. watched that with like and, and that's when you know the kids aren't kids aren't glued to their seat to watch andor i mean i don't think many kids you know what i mean that's like the one that i don't think you have many kids watching if you're gonna have no, a there's too much political intrigue right. i think that for... and rogue one i don't think kids are as good as rogue one is i just don't like i got my son to watch like 12 minutes of that and he's like okay dad why don't you tell me more about it <laughs> really okay so i'm re-watching it right now um i don't want to get into that that's another discussion um okay so so if you could all right let's kind of look go back to disney what do you hope for Disney in the future? What do you hope they'll do? Star Wars in general has never been very representative of women. Um, it's never been very representative of uh, anyone who's minoritized as well. True. Yeah, they'll have aliens that are different colors, but it's very token with the way that it uses uh, people that are underrepresented. Um I don't think they need to be jumping on that like it's a trend now that so many other folks are doing. But I think Star Wars is like this monolith of of pop culture to not adequately represent uh, people in better situations. Like the John Boyega thing was kind of frustrating the way they wrote him out. I mean, all the people that they've kind of written out and taken out have coincidentally or not been a lot of the marginalized people in populations. Um, It's just shocking that they continue to do that. I have a, like, this won't necessarily please your, 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 your maybe core audience. I have a problem with the typical Star Wars fan for this matter. I think there's a lot of red meat kind of folks out there that like, they get very upset if there's anything that even hints towards what's going on in the world now. And movies don't have to be a hundred percent based in like Star Wars is not a hundred percent about the Star Wars world. It should have something, um, that that can shadow what's going on in the world without being uh like breaking the the fourth wall kind of thing i think that you i'm not asking that that star wars be a political movie about the political times that are going on right now though there are parallels sometimes and i think when those parallels happen well, lucas kind of did that i mean with revenge yeah, of I, I do think he did i do think he did and i'm not asking for them i guess what i'm saying is to overtly come out and say hey i need you to talk about everything that's going on right now but it's an interesting opportunity i feel for star wars to actually have women in more powerful positions or at least positions that are actually uh, intriguing and pl- play larger roles. I feel like they're starting to do it sometimes. And, and, but then I watch what they do to, you know, people who are more melodated and it's like, I hate to say it, but it's like a good old boy kind of like fan base for a lot of the movies of the same people who get pissed off whenever they do anything that actually hints towards that way. Cause they're like, Oh, look, you're just doing this for, you know, to satisfy. Well, yeah, because forever your movie's been filled with nothing but white males. <laughs> I mean, for the most And of Lando. 
And Lando, <laughs> right. And Lando, and Lando and John Boyega. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, that's all you got in the galaxy? Like, that's it? You know what I mean? Well, I, so, thought, I mean, they're definitely slowly but surely, I think. Very slow. It, it is slow, <laughs> but I mean, look at the backlash that happened over Rings of Power. I think Disney is watching and and going slowly because of that. Um, not right. because of Rings of Power, but because they're watching what the other right. studios are doing. And I agree with you. Um, I actually I loved Ray, hated Jin. So I think they need to make like so this kind of goes into my why I don't like Rogue One. I thought Jin was not a good character. A good I thought mm-hmm. she was a figurehead only. I don't think she had yep. any substance to her, yep. but I thought Ray does. Yep. So it's like if they're gonna bring in more women, I think they need to be more along the lines of Ray, who are capable and self-capable and able to do things themselves. Um I I was pleased with Andor. I mean, they had a lesbian relationship, even though that was if you're a kid, you might not get that. Right. Yeah. Like, and it, I, it was like I, again, a... I, I sometimes appreciate what, what they how they will put something in and that a kid might not get it, like you said, about cursing or relationship things that may be above their head. I mean, I that is actually almost applaudable in certain situations because you know, you don't want to have the movie turn into what's that daddy in the middle of the movie kind of thing. Or um, you don't want it to make it the center point in the movie. So right. like it is a fine balance. Like I liked Absolutely. I actually really liked that relationship because it wasn't it was yeah. normal. It just seemed yeah. like a normal It was normal, yeah. Yeah, it just seemed like you what you would see if you lived on Ferrex or wherever, you know, um, or all Donnie. Um, but then I and like Cassian, obviously, what um what nationality is the actor? Because Cassian I'm not sure. I'm I not looked sure. this up the other day yeah. and now yeah. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I couldn't I can't I don't yeah, remember. I'm not sure. But I think they're that's what basically what I'm trying to say is like the only place where I think it's interesting is the Empire. They're purposefully keeping that, which was like George Lucas's British accents, white people, yeah. right? But they did stick in the female character for right. um, Andor, so they did try to bring in a woman there, and they're it's trying always to a stick in. It's yeah, like, and like and Captain Phasma, yeah. right? Like they're they're trying to pull more right. women into Empire, but they're we very saw much. That they're very yeah, much right. to keeping that as much as possible. But in the books, they have started actually to deviate out of that, but. For the movies and TV shows, it seems yeah. like I mean, white, British. You see what happens with the backlash when there's a female black woman character, you know, in Obi-Wan. I mean, it's like she's received. Oh, right. Yeah, Reba. Right. How yeah. could we forget that? Yeah. I mean, I... It's like there's the attempt. And then it's like then you see what the fan base does. And it's like, it's yeah, so... I, get, I get the movie can't be responsible for its fan base, but it can when it's at post parties or pre parties and so forth. And I would love to see Star Wars just come out and be like, this is how it is. Deal with yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what I want. I want Star Wars to they be never like make yeah, strong Vega, statements, sorry though. what we did to you. What you say? They never make strong statements though. Disney no, doesn't. Never, they don't. Never. I mean them firing though, uh what's her Fence name? Gina Carano, Cara Dune. Yeah. That was a pretty yeah. I think they they had enough, but it took a long time for them to get there. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And I actually did I mean John Boega, I I don't know. I didn't. The story was about Ray. So to me, I thought like he served his purpose. Like his character was a character that defects from the Empire was supposed to pull Ray out of Jakku. And that was the purpose of his character. And once that was done, to me, it was like, okay, now we're kind of like moving on from that. And he still has a role, but it's just not as strong. Um, So I, to me, it didn't bother me as much because I thought even if I tried to put any character, like any 
person in that role, I think it still would make sense. Yeah. That he disappeared out of there. So I I was aware going in, like, I was like, oh, they're going to play Joanne Plague. They're going to play him. They're going to play him. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, sure enough. You know, it's 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 such a touchy subject. I mean, in general, like, it's like hard to like, even like right now, I'm like, how do I verbalize this and not get in trouble? Um, (laughs) But I agree. I think they do need to, I think they're slowly but surely getting the diversity thing and they're bringing it yeah. more modern. Um, but I think they're also being very, very careful and trying to like please everyone without making it to rings of power. They, they right? do <laughs> have an impossible uh, like deal everywhere from connecting the dots to trying to, you know, please the, the fans who are, you know, 40, 50 plus to the ones who are, you know, 12 and under it's hard. at the same time. There's a lot going on, but I think the answer to it has been, which I like has been, the the sort of the tv option you know and uh i remember when i first heard that i was like ah disney's going to be streaming i was like what this is going to be the end of star wars and it's been the opposite it's really been the opposite so you know half of my body is like whoops sorry half of me is like you know i'm applauding and then the other half i'm like can you just fix a couple you know a couple things over here and can you just maybe get the directors in the same room who right right that would be important like get get some kind of storyline and i I mentioned this on another podcast but like they're doing this whole like high republic thing right they're writing these books and these comics on the high republic which takes place thousands of years before the prequels and they get these authors it together on a retreat on a retreat in a room and they all talk about like what their stories are gonna do and like and it's all this thing. and i'm like why can't you do this like you guys have a story (laughs) group you have a story group for the movies and tv shows so why is it sometimes just not coming the coming out the way well, it should be like why is it all over the place why are you retconning why are you like yeah. what are you doing superstar right? directors i think might who might have uh, a little bit more cachet maybe uh have a little bit maybe that's in their contracts and they're like this is gonna be how i want it you want me right you know you're hiring me because of my knowledge of the film and the franchise and you know my creative spin you know uh, this is interesting i know you don't have too much time but i was thinking about speaking of uh clout and cachet i was thinking the other day and i was i I admit to myself, I haven't told this to anybody. I, I was wrong in my own head. So I was thinking about the lack of superstars um, in Star Wars compared to Marvel. I was like, Marvel's just loaded with superstars. And I'm wrong. I was like really looking at that like about two weeks ago. I was talking with my son about that. And I was like, there is a lot of super powered high act, but they don't have huge, huge roles a lot of times. You know, even when we include in Disney Plus, you even think about Forrest Whitaker, right? Like you almost mm. forget that there's somebody of his stature, you know, in the movie. Uh, and again, it kind of goes to my other point. It's like this sort of very small role, you know, that will come out to the people who might be on the margins, you know, and uh, and it has to be sometimes like that superstar, that Lando Calrissian kind of example, the Forrest Whitaker kind of thing. It's like the small bit part. Well, Liam but Neeson, I mean, he's-, he's Liam Neeson, exactly. Like you forget like, oh my gosh. And then he comes back and you're like, oh my gosh, he's back. And again, in the franchise as a whole, it's a very small percentage of the role that he played, but you do have Liam Neeson, you know what I mean? And at the time, I didn't know who he was. I had no idea who he was. Oh, really? Big. Yeah, I was, I was like, I knew that he did those movies where he was like, you know, he's- I will hunt you down and kill you with my special. Is that skill taken? Set. I think those were after Phantom I Menace. I knew that he though. was that kind of guy, though. I knew that he; those were the kind of movies he was doing. Then all of a sudden, I started paying attention to him. Like, yeah, all those movies. All of a sudden, like, I was like, oh man. I just knew from huge. Schindler's List, and that Schindler's was like because that was yeah, like yeah, a big yeah, breakout yeah. role for him. But actually, right. you know what? I don't think I saw. I knew about Schindler's List, but I didn't. I hadn't seen it because I was too young. So I think I didn't see that till after Phantom Menace. Sure. Yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, there are some big names. There are some big names in Star Wars, but they play their roles so well that you kind of forget that they're like, I mean, think about Samuel L. Jackson as Mace Windu, right? Like, right. I know. Or or, uh, what's her name? Uh, Maz. Uh, Like, that's. uh, Oh, Lupita? Are you talking about uh, Maz? Yeah. I mean, Pinata? that's a, that's a huge role, yeah. you know what I mean? But you yeah. don't see her, you know? So yeah. it's it's like, man, you know, there it is again, you know? So it's like, it's there, but it's not as prevalent, those kind of things. It doesn't, again, we're, we're I'm nitpicking the, the nine-year-old and me's thrilled um, <laughs> overall. So basically I, you're happy. You're happy that that Disney took over and that yeah, we're getting I'm, all I'm this new content. Be, right. Because and I don't even think if they retcon and they make these little like mistakes or drop the ball, as you said. Right. No one else, there's there's no entity out there that has the ability, I think, to do this, uh, uh, maybe other than them. I mean, maybe there's a couple. But when you even look, you know, like I was speaking to earlier, you think about how massive of a conglomerate Disney is. I mean, the other thing would be, and I wouldn't want to go this direction, you think about Comcast, but the Comcast is NBC, essentially amalgamations of NBC, Universal, you know, uh, all that GE, all that stuff is, that's a high powered mega kind of corporation as well that could maybe come into play. And I don't think I'd ever want to go down that route. But, you know, you think of kind of the commitment that the company Disney has to like sort of the the child experience and all this. I think it's like in the best possible hands we could have, but it sometimes feels like, ooh, are we giving the power to the empire? <laughs> mm. you know? And it's like, well, they've been doing okay with it so far. And there's a lot of dots to connect and it's an impossible mission. People like me are going to have problems. We're all going to have problems. But at the end of the day, I'm happy we have the problems. <laughs> all right. I can get behind that. Because I think in general, I'm happy Disney took over too. Yeah. But I think I have more problems than you do with them. Um, right. Not as bad as some people, but I definitely get annoyed. So I think let's just wrap up and tell us your Wheel of Fortune story because oh I think goodness. that's that's a really fun one and we'll we'll end it so on that fun note. My wife has been a huge Wheel of Fortune fan her whole life and uh, they had auditions for it. The, the, the traveling van or whatever it was came through DC right when we moved here. And so they had auditions at my university in our big auditorium. And my wife is like, oh, I'm not going to go to that. So her cousin who lives out here, she she's a fan too. And they both went. Uh, I couldn't, I had to stay home with my son who was four and a half at the time. They go, they try out, and I guess the way it works is, you know, you just sort of like ping pong balls, and they just draw one, and they go, Nicole Jones, and uh, it hadn't, her name hadn't come up or whatever, and I'm like, oh, it's going to happen, because once they hear her saying, like, but, or see her, but it doesn't work that way, so she almost left, she texted me, she decided to stay, and then the last moment, sure enough, her name got pulled up in a group of like four or five, you go out to the stage, they pick her, they do ask what she does, she sings, boom, she's on the next audition. She gets it. And then they go, by the way, what's your husband do? They're like, oh, he's a rapper and a professor. They're like, what? Oh, you might need to bring him out for the couples thing. So we go for the couples audition and we make it. Long story short, I uh, didn't think we would because it was after the deadline. They finally let us know that uh, we made it. We're like, what? And so we get out there, fly us out to, you know, L.A. to go, go do it. And uh, we compete with a bunch of other people who turned out to be professors and educators on the teams that, that made it against us on the couples night. So there were some... Uh, some stacked teams one of the guys was on jeopardy uh, he ended up coming in third place we didn't want to face them and then the people who came in second place was us sorry and the people who won the big money they actually hit the hundred thousand dollars when they made it out to the to the wheel but we ended up winning uh, like eleven thousand in the trip to turks and caicos which was amazing and the question we didn't get which could have changed it not spent in the first position was a big long puzzle that we had at the beginning and it ended up being these are not the droids you were looking for (laughs) 
And of course I was kicking myself and it passed on to the next team, the team that ultimately won it. They went through every letter, just like, uh, can we buy a vowel with no clue what the word was? And it wasn't until about two thirds of the way through where I started, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I I and so did, and you knew it, but you, it wasn't your I, turn. Yeah, no, I blew it when it was our turn. I had no idea it was too early, you know, and okay. we had a bankrupt in there too. We had the million piece thing mm, bankrupt yeah. for that. And it, once it got to them, I didn't know it even for the first, and I'm embarrassed watching back. Like I was like, oh, I don't know. But that's a lot of letters and a lot of words. Yeah. And the way they started buying vowels near the end, I was like, oh my gosh, I know this. They're going to screw it up. But they hit like nine letters in a row. Yeah. <laughs> and finally it's in front of him. And afterwards, when we were backstage after, he was like, dude, I had no idea what that was. We're not Star Wars. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so and you're like, like oh. oh. Yeah. And so that. Can that we find that on YouTube? Is that on YouTube anywhere? Uh, we recorded it, but uh, oh, okay. yeah, I forget the episode number, but you know, I have like an IMBD page and it's in there. Uh, it connects to anything you do. That's like major. And it says, I forget offhand the episode number, but if you go to like, I think I'm under just lyrical on there and under IMBD and the episode numbers in there and you can watch it when it pops up kind of thing. I'm not sure how you watch the old ones, but it's so painful watching. I'll see if I can find it. I'll see if I can find it. I yeah. can put it on the show notes if anyone's right. interested. And I'm like, fun. those were definitely the droids I was looking for. And they, 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 they racked up so much money in that game where they didn't know anything going on in it. They were really, really good and deserved to win though, but just not on that puzzle. <laughs> so. uh, that's funny, but you won $11,000 in a trip to Turks and Caicos. So yeah, that's so yeah, cool. We, we brought my son and it was amazing. And uh, yeah, we, it was probably the best vacation we've ever been on. It was, you know, the funny thing I'll, I'll say, wrap it up is beaches, uh and and sandals that's sort of the same thing and we won the sandals one that's the one they hand up for and that's for adults only and then they were right. like oh beaches and sandals the same company so you can just call them if you want to bring your son because we had you know a little son and so they were like oh yeah we'll switch it you could pick any we won the one you could pick the destination of your choice and so we were like uh we'll go to turks and caicos because this one's for kids and it was, it was real cool as opposed to a romantic getaway for two <laughs> yeah so we just yeah pay for our son to, for, for a plane ticket uh, out on top of it, but it was all expenses paid and everything. So it was really cool. That's so cool. And too bad you didn't win that, that droid, these aren't the droids you're looking for. That would have been cherry on top, but anyway, Absolutely. thank you for joining me and thank you for chatting Disney. I mean, this has been fun, I think, cause I, I haven't actually talked to someone who has been really, really pro Disney. Most people are like, yeah, most people are like, are like me. They're kind of eh, or like, no, 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 not at all. I, I would say this action figure right here doesn't get to exist, right? Like in the new world. Cause when I was going looking for Luke action figures, right. Um, right around the time of the last Jedi, they were, they were almost impossible to find. Like no one wanted a Luke action figure, right. It, it was all about Ray. <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's like, Luke now is now super cool because of the Mandalorian and people have seen that, you know, that epic battle and we're like, Luke is back, you know, and uh, after I think all three in his arc and the Force Ghost thing, it's like, okay, but now we're getting to see the sort of the old Luke. I'm still well, hanging out, holding out for, for a Luke series. So, uh, you know, I have, um, I do have a podcast episode about why Luke in The Last Jedi pisses me off. Um, but like mostly I really wanted to name my son Luke. Like ever uh, since, like I wanted to name my son Luke, and I was so disappointed with the Last Jedi that I couldn't. It's his middle name, so it made it in there, but I could not. 
Now, even though people are like, but no one will know it's for Luke Skywalker. Luke is such a like, I was will. like, I will know. <laughs> and I've wanted a son named Luke since I was Absolutely. a kid. And I'll know that The Last Jedi Luke made me pissed off and ruined it, ruined Luke for me. Uh, for anyone out there trying to hack me, um, you, you know, it's really not that all my son's passwords revolve around Star Wars. You're not going to figure them out, but they are definitely all Star Wars passwords. They're not as simple as these are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, like, I get involved in all areas of my life where no one's looking either as well <laughs> all right well thank you again i really enjoyed this and appreciate you being on likewise thanks a lot